Welcome to The Habit Queen. My name is Anya Perry. I'm a coach for women entrepreneurs and high achievers. My goal is to help you thrive in the most important areas of your life, your health, wellness, and mindset, so you can finally get the healthy and fulfilled life you desire. If you're ready to build simple, rock-solid habits, get in charge of your health, unleash the power of your mindset, and reach your fullest potential, you've come to the right place. Tune in, and I'll be here to show you what strategies, methods, and tools you need in order to become the healthiest, happiest, and limitless version of you. Thank you so much for joining, and let's begin. Hey, beautiful souls, I am back after another amazing interview. I'm here solo. I'm actually recording this from the closet and my house sounds creepy, but think about it this way. I don't have any furniture around yet. My dogs are making a lot of noises and I'm hiding from them in the closet where there is no echo. So I hope it's going to turn out well, but today I'm bringing you something that I've been meaning to talk about for a while. It's a highly demanded topic. Most of my clients, honestly, I think 99% of them have this challenge. They've struggled with this for such a long time. And one of my favorite things to conquer, because, you know, when it comes from personal experience, it's so much more aligned with your soul and your heart. So today we're talking about something that you possibly struggled with. If you ever say, I only can get A's in school. I have to do a perfect diet or I throw in a towel. I can never fail a project at work. I can possibly never have an argument with my best friend. If you're always expecting an A plus performance and if you always feel like you have to be the bestest and goodest at everything, and also if you're treating yourself like a failure when it's not the case, This episode is for you. Today, I want to share and teach you how you can overcome your all or nothing mindset, what it is and what, why is it the problem to have it? Why is it the challenge? You probably know it's a challenge, but you're like, I don't know how to solve this. And I'm also going to share practical tips as usual to overcome it. You ready to dive in? It's all or nothing mindset or thinking. It's actually a common type of cognitive distortion. You're fine. Everything is fine. We're all distorted slightly. So that just means that your thinking got slightly screwed up and twisted up, either based on culture or some inaccurate information or some assumptions. It often stems from your childhood, uh, based on the things that we were told when we were kids, things that we actually accepted as a given, things that got also reinforced by our behaviors as, as we became biased, we learned by things we learned by osmosis in a way, and we, by the time we became teenagers and adults, we internalized them so much, that became, that mindset, that thinking became a part of our identity. These messages are false. All or nothing messages are false. And I hope your gut is telling you that as well, because they are very much so generic and overgeneralized. They became our beliefs about ourselves. And they often, if they were just positive, sure, let's do them. But they tend to be overly critical and negative and in a bad way distracting. 
And just to give you a definition, because I had to look it up, I'm not a psychologist yet. Some of you know that I'm taking that route of mental health studies further in the future, but I'm not there yet. So I had to look up the definition of cognitive distortion. It's actually an assumption we make based on minimal evidence. And the keyword is here, minimal evidence or without considering the evidence. So we're kind of ignoring the fact of the matter and coming up with our own narrative. There are so many cognitive distortions. I think there are 10 or 12 of them, but all or nothing thinking is one of the most common ones. And that's why I want to bring it up because I have, I work with women who are often get who often get stuck in a place of all or nothing. And when I was a health and fitness coach, I was definitely seeing it almost everywhere because I either eat perfectly squeaky clean or whatever pizza ice cream all weekend and then I kind of don't care. I'm gonna work out five days a week or I'm gonna do nothing. I'm gonna go hard on my sleep and on my self-care or it's nothing. And that doesn't make you go places. And that's what I've been in that place for such a long time. And my story is I was always always expected to have A's in school. And when I got a B in school, it felt like an F. It felt like if I got a B in class, it felt like an F. I almost never got C's, D's or F's. I barely remember maybe two or three occasions. And that felt like I hit, hit, that hit me really hard. I treated myself like a failure for such a long time even though I was so successful on paper, everybody was telling me, hey, Anya, you do so great in life. Look at this. You got in the best school in Moscow. You are a published jazz writer. Oh my gosh, I'm telling you this, guys. You know, I have I had five lives, so bear with me. But I, and I felt... I had a wrinkle on my dress. I could not leave the house. I had a small misunderstanding in my relationships. I was devastated. So that yo yo in. Now I'm looking back and I was thinking, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I spent so much energy and those modalities all or nothing. And I lost so much energy there. I lost so much time hoping for something that sometimes was an exaggerated expectation that I actually didn't even need to meet. So, and you know, also put labels on myself. I'm a slow learner. There is no way I can learn fast. Um, I have to eat super clean. I have to completely quit smoking today. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. I actually did quit this way, but that's a different project. You, If it's always one of the two for you, your life is either amazing or awful. You having a great day or bad day. You're sad or you're happy. I wanted to introduce you to the new idea, and it's not a brand new idea. I didn't invent the bicycle here. It's the idea of having things coexisting. You can have sun blasting you in the face and have drain drops on your face. You can have a bad day and have some joyful moments in there. You can have something horrible happening in your life, but your pet comes over and licks you in the face and you're a happy person again. Remember, we can have both. That's one of the things I want to share with you. And of course, in the practical part of this podcast, listen, stay tuned until the end. Make sure you, if you need to take notes, obviously take notes. If you look at it realistically, though, we are going to fail and not meet expectations more often than we are going to succeed. We're going to fail projects. We're going to fuck up relationships. We're going to make messes. We're going to have bad days. And 
upsetting events and circumstances we have no control over, that doesn't mean that we need to throw in the towel every time it happens. So the problem with all or nothing mindset, it's really unrealistic, perfectionistic thinking that leads to constant expectations hangover. It leads to harsh self-talk and self-criticism. It often, and medically, it leads to depression and anxiety. And I'll tell you what, I had anxiety where I could, to the degree where I could not leave the house. It leads to a lot of self-hatred and self-blame for things you're not even responsible for. But if you ditch this mentality, I wanna show you the other side of it. you will experience so much more self-compassion, self-love, feeling of worthiness, feeling that you're more motivated because you stopped going back and forth on those decisions and thinking that you need to ace everything. You need to be completely idealistically perfect every single time you do something or it does not count. The thing of the matter is it counts. It counts. Every single step you do counts. It may not be even the positive step, it still counts because there is a lesson, there is a gift in it. If you take a positive step, it counts as double step. And you are going to go places, whether it's your nutrition or your habits or you focusing on self-care or you balancing your life or you stressing less. You're going to go and reach your results, get your results much faster if you stop yoing like this, if this pendulum is gonna stop swinging from I'm a failure to I'm the best. If I'm not the best, I'm the failure. So I truly encourage you to start thinking about it. I am gonna give you practical tips about it, how to break up with this mindset. If you're ready, I know you are, don't wait. One of the best things I've done for my health, one of the best things my client clients tell me that they do for themselves is to stop doing this, going through this pattern. All right, let's talk about some practical things. One of the concepts I want to introduce you, the first one is the rainbow. And honestly, I think I invented it, but I don't know, maybe someone else said it before. I'm sure I did not read it in the book. There is no black and white. If you're reading everything and perceiving everything on this polarized palette of black and white, you're always going to get stuck in the all or nothing mindset. But if you start seeing the rainbow, today might be in a gray day, a kind of poopy brown day, and there is a moment of some pink because someone brought me flowers or I had a good meal. Tomorrow might be a beautiful blue turquoise day where you have some, I don't know, dark green moments. Of course, I'm making this up. But if you start seeing your progress, as a palette of colors, as a palette of, there is no black and white. It does not exist in the nature. If you look in the nature, how many colors are there, you're gonna be in awe. And we are the products of nature. We are the projects of nature. Why are we not repeating and mimicking this? Why are we not perceiving things this way? And that leads us to so much burnout and turmoil. So rainbow, think about those situations that you're facing instead of black and white, stop putting labels on them and give them more colors and names. The second one is called the good hunt. I think my husband shared it with me. I actually didn't look it up where it comes from. The good hunt, he learned it from the military. We have, naturally we have a proclivity to notice and remember what's negative in our lives. 
everything crappy, right? Mistakes, bad news, times things didn't go as planned, disappointments, heartbreak. So this negativity bias is the reason you're likely to remember that time when you messed up, but you'll forget the dozens of time where you aced it and nailed it. So I wanted to think about those negative to positive thoughts. And I think Gottman talks about it. He talks about it in marriage and arguments. He talks about one to five negative to positive ratio. When you have one negative comment, one negative argument, one negative confrontation, or one negative thought, you have to put five positive thoughts to that negative comment to outweigh it. And you don't need to Pollyanna yourself and others. Let's be realistic. You don't have to constantly be positive. But you have to remember that ratio in the way it's realistic because it's negative thoughts are extremely powerful and they get stuck in our heads for such a long time and then they drive everything in our lives and they dictate everything. So always focus on what went well. Always do this exercise for a while. My husband and I did this for, instead of doing gratitude, we were doing the good hunt especially when we had more challenging times when he was in the military and his schedule was a night shift and crazy, wacky moving and all of that stuff. So always focus on what you want. We would do sit down and have a conversation, three things that went well today and what you learned from them as well. That's a good twist on even things were not so great. The third one, the third tool I wanted to share with you is adopting a student mindset. Student mindset is being basically like, a first grader in a way. You don't get mad at the child who doesn't get things on the first try, but we get so mad at ourselves when we don't get something, we don't achieve, don't reach that goal or mess up. You are constantly learning. That's again, that's a built-in mechanism and you, you were born, you didn't know how to speak and walk and do things. And it keeps going. Once you stop learning, you start dying. So ask yourself some questions to challenge your mindset and see if there are some ways you can look at things differently. You always have an opportunity to create a different narrative. Ask yourself this question. How does this thought help me? Am I too hard on myself right now? Am I making an assumption in this situation? And my favorite one is, what would my BFF tell me in this case? So adopting a learner's mindset means you will, it's also called a growth mindset. It means you're going to get out out of this stuck mode, a fixed mindset where you don't believe you can get better or you believe that if you messed up, that's it. That's just a label you're putting on yourself. Step number four is step number four, the way number four to break up and overcome your all or nothing mindset is to allow those paradoxical paradigms to coexist. That means you can have a really, really good day and you can have a lot of sadness. That means you can be excellent at what you do, but you can have still trouble at home. That means you love your kids to pieces, but sometimes you want to strangle them. That means that those things can coexist in in nature and they can coexist in your life. And the last one is own your mess as well as you own your good stuff and things that you're great at and your successes. If you take the small steps to accept how you messed up and what's the lesson there, instead of dwelling on it and sitting in it and not allowing yourself to learn and go and do better, 
you're going to be constantly finding yourself in the pattern of starting and stalling on your journey, whatever this may be. You're going to waste years and months and be upset with yourself and still not knowing how to overcome this. And for me, honestly, I didn't want to own my messes for a long time because I felt like, well, no, I still got to be good. I'm whatever I messed up. I'm not going to tell. I'm going to dwell on it, but I'm not going to tell anybody because I want to be perfect. And it goes hand in hand with perfectionism, obviously, but it leads only your mess and messes leads to this radical acceptance of yourself, of who you are, of how imperfect you are and how beautiful it is because you're so unique and you are the only one who can mess things up like this. And you know, the way I mess up my most common and frequent struggle is when I don't put lids on containers or jars on properly. That's just like a representation of my physical mess. Obviously, I make messes in relationships as well. And in my business, gosh, I've made so many messes in my business over the last five years. But owning them makes it so enlightening up, not being so serious and knowing that it's just another baby step in the right direction, in the right direction and believing in it. It makes life so much better. It makes it tremendously better. So yeah, think if you think about today's episode, think about this cognitive distortion as something good you can take onus off, learn, break up, and move on. Think about five ways you can implement to project more self-compassion and self-worthiness onto your into your life and onto your body and mind and feeling more generally grounded, rooted, and motivated in what you do and who you are instead of constantly beating yourself on your head. So remember about the rainbow, the good hunt, adopting a student's mind, student mindset, and allowing paradoxical paradigms to coexist and owning your messes. You can tell, guys, I've been powered by a strong cup of coffee today, and I hope this episode inspires you to take tiny actions, to create better habits, to take care of you. And if I don't hear back from you in any shape or mode, you can find me in my Facebook group. It's linked in the show notes. I'm going to be showing up more and more this summer. I have some exciting things coming up in August. And of course, if you've been thinking about working with me, right now is the time. In the summer, I'm only taking one client each month, July and August. Because guys, life has been bananas in the most positive way possible. And I'm so grateful I can balance it all out and have this something that I'm so super proud of and enjoying. So yes, make sure to read the show notes and I will talk to you next week. Sending you so much love and I hope you have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I truly hope you enjoyed it. If you like the podcast, please leave me a review or questions on the platform of your choice. Make sure to check the show notes for my social media information as well as my website www.anyaperry.com to connect with me. I can't wait to get to know you. Have a wonderful day.